Hey, well, it is such a privilege and a joy to be joining you this morning. So thank you very much for, for having me. And thank you so much for the warm welcome that I've received uh, since joining uh, Inspire St. James back in September. Now, what if the promise of a new year doesn't deliver for us? What if all the promise of a new year doesn't deliver? I don't know about you, but I loved watching the New Year fireworks on TV around the world. Um, there was Sydney quite early on, wasn't there? I thought that was pretty cool, the Sydney, the, the Harbour Bridge. Um, and then, you know, other time zones around the world, other cities got that uh, shot of um, dazzling and making an impression as well. Dubai, London, pretty good, Moscow. Um, you know, even during a pandemic, there is still a lot of hype, isn't there, around the new year. And it is often at the, at a time for having hopes, making plans, thinking about that potential progression at work or a holiday, a relationship, growing spiritually, getting fitter, passing exams. And that can be, that can be really exciting. Yet, just look back at the last week. You know, there, there was no London lockdown this Christmas, thankfully. But how many of us still weren't able to be with loved ones for Christmas? Whether that was down to travel restrictions or um, the cap on the number of visitors that care homes can have or uh, people self-isolating. Of course, 2021 might have been a tough year for us personally for a whole host of reasons apart from the pandemic. Maybe the fallout from a painful relationship, bereavement, illness, resistance from loved ones or colleagues for being a Christian, addiction. So, so what if the hype of that new year fizzles out a bit like a firework? Well, as we said earlier, um, many of us have been reading Tim Chester's book, Fixated, in the lead up to Christmas. And it's encouraged us to fix our eyes on Jesus and that language is rooted in our passage today. And in a nutshell, it's saying, stick with Jesus. Don't throw in the towel. Keep going. Keep enduring. So faithful endurance, that is our, that's our big idea today. And I think that there are at least three things for us to see here. Firstly, how endurance has been modeled for us. Secondly, how it involves enduring against all that hinders. And thirdly, that it's ultimately been achieved by Jesus. Now, the whole letter of Hebrews is speaking to a suffering people, deflated, weak, contemplating giving up. And if that is us, whether we would call ourselves uh, here today a Christian or not, I hope that something from this passage is going to speak to us powerfully today. So first, let's see how endurance has been modeled for us. I wonder whether you've known someone who has shown gritty endurance during a really tricky time of life. Um, I think of an older friend who was diagnosed with cancer about three years ago, and she was virtually housebound for 18 months because the treatment was just leaving her exhausted. She couldn't um, really go out at all. And 
And then what happens? The pandemic. And with the rest of us, uh, a new lockdown uh, of sorts. So three years of, of being really, really restricted. Um, this friend and I, we speak quite regularly. And each time um, she gives me a call, I notice that she's thankful for something. It might be something that she's um, learned from the Bible during her quiet time that day, or it might just be seeing a bird in her garden or, or um, the way the fruit and veg uh, is growing so well. So despite her health challenges, uh, this friend of mine has a real joy, and, and I'm the one that comes away feeling lifted, feeling better um, for our conversation. And I know that that, for me personally, has been a real encouragement when I've uh, maybe come across uh, setbacks in my own life when um, all I felt like doing is, is grumbling. And the Bible is full of people who have modeled endurance for us. They were sinful, they were flawed, but they kept going by faith. And Hebrews is showing us that we can do that too. If you'll turn back with me just to the previous chapter, chapter 11 of Hebrews, verse 4. There's an epic list, starting with Abel. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain. Then there's Enoch. Then Noah, verse 7. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark. Later on, Abraham and his wife Sarah, verse 17. By faith, Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice. After Isaac, Jacob, then Moses and Joseph. Verse 28, by faith, Moses kept the Passover. Later, Rahab, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. And so the list goes on. But having endurance doesn't mean an easy life by any stretch. Listen out for how their endurance was marked by real suffering. Verse 35. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released. Some faced jeers and flogging, even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. And so our passage today in, the, in chapter 12 points back to those people who endured when it says, therefore, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, this cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. What does that mean for us? Well, don't be put off by suffering. It's not a sign that everything has gone wrong. No, God is still in charge. He is still uh, with us. He is still working out his good purposes for us in our lives. So in the, in the new year ahead, let's endure by following the model of those who have gone before us by faith. Now, if you're, um, if you're hearing this, uh, whether it's online 
uh, or later on, uh, and, and you wouldn't say that you're a, a Christian. May, may we encourage you, as you uh, embark on this new year, to consider what it is about Christianity that people through all the ages have found so important that they have been willing to even lay down their life. One of the staff team here I know would love to speak with you. Um, you can drop them an email uh, later on if you like. So that's our first point then, um, how endurance has been modelled for us. Our second point, uh, notice here the focus on enduring against sin. There is this kind of daily battle which uh, all Christians are to enter into. And we're given the example, an illustration to help us of an athlete. So picture a cross-country runner. Their eyes are fixed on the finish line. The thought of um, getting there spurs them on. And, And taking part, it takes real discipline, doesn't it, and vigilance. And this, this runner is, uh, is smart, is switched on to the potential dangers. They look out for obstacles, not getting tangled up in the branches, not slipping over in the mud. And they, they dress appropriately. It's the, it's the lightweight clothing. It's the shoes that have got decent grip. You know, they know that to turn up to the race not ready, well, that's just going to increase the chance of an injury or an accident throwing their chances of completing the race way off. And it's like that for for us. Even though there are so many um, other things competing for our attention, Hebrews says our end goal must be Jesus. And if our eyes are not fixed on him, we are like an athlete taking their eyes off the finishing line. even leaving the racetrack completely. You know, going the wrong way, we become entangled, we become weighed down by the fallout that happens when we live just for ourselves. And the Bible calls that sin. Like running in rain-soaked trousers, sin clings on tight and zaps us of spiritual endurance. And that's why we read in the second half of verse 1. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So however well or however not well we may feel that we're doing as Christians right now, there is uh, no bad time to ask God for something of a spiritual health check. So as we look back over Christmas, as Mark was saying, Uh, Maybe there have been things that we've um, said, thought, or done that have dishonored God or those around us. Perhaps snapping at that family member we find particularly uh, tricky to to be around. Harboring a grudge or letting the busyness distract us and the partying and the presence distract us from remembering the birth of Jesus. Why not ask uh, God to Give us eyes open to see that sin within us and hearts soft to his correction that we may uh, repent, turn away, and turn back to him. Of course, only Jesus did that perfectly, didn't he? Lived the perfect life. 
And the good news is that he promises to help us in our daily battle with sin. He sent his Holy Spirit who lives within us, and he gives us that sensitivity to the ways that we are straying. He convicts us and guides us back. So at the start of this new year, let's throw off everything that hinders. Let's strive for godliness. Let's endure for Jesus, whatever may come our way. He convicts and guides us. And that's our second point, endurance against all that hinders. And our third and final point, this endurance, you know, ultimately is achieved by Jesus. This endurance is ultimately achieved for us by Jesus. Now, we might be reading this and think, right, I, I really want to nail this endurance stuff during 2021. This is going to be, this is going to be the year. Um, but it really isn't actually at all down to what we can do. Um, human effort on its own really doesn't amount to much at all unless Jesus is there with us. Verse 2, he is the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Jesus pioneered the way of faith for us. The word pioneer, this idea of Jesus going on ahead, he is the trailblazer. He perfectly obeyed the Father, uh, even dying on a cross. He perfectly endured everything God intended for him to suffer. And his endurance opened up the way by which we could receive a saving faith. He is the pioneer of faith but he is also the perfecter of faith. If we are in Christ, God looks on us and sees the perfection of Christ in the place of our sin. And by the work of his Holy Spirit uh, dwelling within us, there is this continual work of perfecting going on as well, a bit like metal being refined in a furnace. So our impurities are being refined by God's uh, transforming work within us. Uh, one of my youngest memories in life was um, stepping foolishly into my granddad's pond in, in Lancashire as a toddler. And the pond was covered in a bright green moss, uh, my excuse. Um, I stepped on it thinking it was grass. And uh, at just the right moment, uh, my dad saw me and sort of scooped me out just as one of my legs was going into the, into the pond. Um, totally helpless was I in that moment. It was really uh, all about my dad rescuing me, otherwise um, I would have gone into the pond. And this really is one way that, that Christianity gives us a totally different answer to some of the voices around us. Self-help books might tell us that we, we just need to dig a bit deeper within ourselves if we're to, uh, to reach that goal. But on that basis, getting right with God will always be unattainable. We will never get there on our own. We must turn to Jesus and receive the prize that his faithful endurance won for us. And Jesus is wanting to receive that uh, that gift from him. Look down with me at verse 2. 
For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Knowing all that his death and resurrection was going to achieve for Jesus vastly outweighed the shame of his suffering. Have you, have you thought, have we thought about that lately? How Jesus uh, dying on the cross for us was a joy for him. That end goal of us uh, being saved to be with him and enjoy him for all eternity was for him a joy as well. Isn't that incredible? Interesting as well how it talks about the shame of the cross. You know, I think of being crucified and I think of sort of awful pain, inscrutable pain. I don't so much think of the, you know, the shame and the embarrassment. It's as though I wonder whether the writer of Hebrews is, is particularly wanting to address you know, these hard-pressed Hebrew Christians who are facing scorn and rejection and embarrassment for following Jesus. And that's why he speaks into their shame and says, Jesus endured such a shame for you. I wonder if you've ever uh, felt that feeling of uh, running on empty. Uh, You get to the end of a day and you don't really know how you've got through it. The the day just kind of happened to you. Um, Well, Jesus gave up everything for us. He held nothing back in reserve at the cross. Um, he went through all of that. You know, why? why? Why be despised, abandoned, and left to die? Well, verse 3, it was, uh, I'll read it out because we, we didn't get to hear it earlier, but verse 3 um, says, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So whether it's a physical exhaustion, just feeling emotionally drained or or spiritually flat and fatigued, um, Jesus Jesus understands what you're going through right now. And he died so that that defeat might not have the final word. So let's look to the one who endured so that we might be sustained by him, that he might be strengthening us and giving us the resilience uh, to endure in that race of faith until the end. So as as we close, maybe you're hearing this today and thinking, why does this race even matter? Why should I even bother taking part? Well, to see why the race is worth winning, we need to look at where it ends. Verse 2 again, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. There is nothing more left for him to do until the day he comes back as king, when he gathers up all his people together and judges the world. And everyone who um, is in Christ, who's accepted him as their Lord and their Savior, will go to be with him forever in a new creation. So if we're um, starting 2022 feeling weak, inadequate, and broken, may we be encouraged. Take the words of Hebrews 12. Meditate on them in the days ahead this week. See that crowd of witnesses who have modeled persevering faith before us and endured. But more importantly, 
fix our eyes on Jesus, that we uh, might let him uh, help us in that fight with sin daily, that he might be the one that we go to as we navigate the disappointments, maybe the challenges and the setbacks of 2022, as well as, God willing, joys and new starts and excitements as well. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that it was for the Lord Jesus um, a joyful thing to run the race of endurance, even enduring death on the cross. Um, Thank you that he did all of this in perfect obedience for you and has been and is and will forever be um, the ultimate example of faith. Thank you that he is our pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And uh, please help us to always uh, look to him and to rest in him um, in whatever 2022 uh, may bring us in the, in the joys and in the disappointments as well. Help us all to, uh, to bring those uh, to you in him. Amen.